After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials, talk about the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Oh, say it one more time. My name is Andrew Walsh. Oh, he said say it one more time. Hot dogs. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. And we have another person in the studio with us here today. Uh, When I say studio, I mean spare bedroom. Uh, We are talking with our dear friend, Phil is the Fletch Fletcher. Hey, Phil. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for doing this with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. So today's topic is basically a Phyllis takeover. <laughs> Yay! You sent me... Uh, you, we've been doing the show for... This is episode number 95. Started right. a couple of years ago now, right, Vibes? Yeah. And uh, I got a, a, a message of some sort, email, text or something. And Phyllis, you said, I've been keeping a list of commercials I want to talk about since you started this dang thing. I so, have. like Arya Stark, <laughs> yeah. today is just about Phyllis's list. Oh, yay. And Phyllis, can we talk about the reason why uh, time is, time is, the time has come? Yes. Uh, the walrus the time said. has come. Yeah. Um, why are you, why is it so important that you, that we have you on the show now? So, this became urgent for me now because um, I'm very happy that I have a new job that will start soon at NPR. And NPR... Thank you very much. Congratulations. That's a big deal. This isn't like... It's a big job. This is a... This is like amazing. This is the perfect job for you that... Can I just say it? I mean, they made this job for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They kind of did. And they they were awesome about expressing that they specifically wanted me. And um, I was thrilled to do it. So I'll be a bureau chief for them. There are currently four in the country and I'll be the fifth. Um, and I'll be in charge of a region and editing pieces that you would hear on Morning Edition or All Things Considered. And um, there aren't many jobs where you can legit say there are only four other people who yeah. do what I right. do. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a That's really true. elite club. <laughs> That's true. And, and, and um, it makes me nervous sometimes when I think about it that way. But I'm like, well, they wanted me, so I know they think I can do it. So. And they're starting you off with like the, I don't even, I've never heard, you said it's morning edition. And <laughs> like, That's just, you'll get your legs under you and then they'll put you in the more popular <laughs> right. shows later. So. Yeah, exactly. So um, one one thing about, um, well, really any radio company, they're definitely taking podcasts more seriously. Like they have to. A lot of them are making their Even own podcasts. Even this one. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> all of them are serious because you guys are all competing for ears, right? All the time. And um, really, my current job, where I am managing editor of a regional news service to public radio stations, um, and it's called Northwest News Network, like... It's it's been actually unusually um, permissive in some ways that um, me and my people, if we show up somewhere, like nobody's really tripping. Like I mentioned it <laughs> early on before I started showing up on any podcast, and my boss was like, "Okay, just don't th- say anything that'll embarrass <laughs> right. us like, or you." Because you've been a routine figure on Andrew's uh, day job, TBTL. You've yes. co-hosted. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You've been on uh, other shows. Yep. Little Red Bandwagon. Is yes. Deal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and I've enjoyed every second of it. And um, that's why I brought it up when I started talking to NPR about doing this job. And um, it was something that they made pretty clear early on. 
we don't really let people do outside projects where they appear on things that that we don't make. And um, they were really awesome about hearing how important it was to me. And they said, um, you know, basically, we hear you. Uh, we can give you a limited amount of time to keep participating in these, and then we ask that you sunset those projects. And it so went, this is so yeah. And you know they were they were great about it. I mean they took it seriously um, in both ways. I mean they took it seriously that um, those are legit projects and those are things that we don't produce. Therefore, we you know we typically don't let people do it at all, but mm-hmm. we'll give you this certain amount of time to do it. And so uh, it's a limited amount of time. So I figure as much as I can do before I actually start at NPR, um, it's just better for everybody. And I've been really wanting to do this one really bad. So <laughs> Thankful. I'm really excited it. because I watched a ton of TV in my childhood and I'm always talking about commercials. <laughs> I know you're doing me a favor by giving me the perfect transition to move on, but I'm not ready to do that you. yet. <laughs> I am not as skillful of a radio person as you are. Um, I want to say, do you have other things aside from, again, Little Red Bandwagon, you're a, you're a host on that, right? And then TBTL, you're on with me a lot and me and Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, here's your ATM. Do you have other, um, aside from the kind of live stuff you do around town on the mm-hmm. stages, do you have other podcasts that you're like, Oh man, I just need to get on this podcast before I can anymore. Like Stern Show, first of all, are you working on? Are you working? <laughs> that would be. Are you amazing. working all your angles on that? Oh my god, I need to contact them as soon I as possible. I think Phyllis might throw it all away to be on Stern. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. You point. know, he did have a news director job open about five years ago, and I did make a resume, but I never turned it. You in. never sent it in. I didn't, Why not? I didn't. That surprises This is going to sound me. really weird, but I don't want to move to New York. Oh yeah, no, um, it doesn't sound weird. Yeah, you have family here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I just, I just, it was one of those things where I was like. I wonder if this just sounds better than it actually would mm. be. And I think that yeah. was a smart move on my part because Howard 100 News doesn't really exist anymore. So. Oh, yeah. right. So. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But God, mm-hmm. how that would have been such a storyline for them to have like a public <laughs> radio woman I come know. in and be I think be their I could have at director. least been interviewed. Yeah, I think, I I think so. Yeah. That would have yeah. been, wow. <laughs> what a story. So that, yeah, the, I, I've been wanting to do you guys. And so thank you so much for having me on. And there's another... Um, TBTL adjacent podcast called Nerd Out Loud that um, they haven't produced a new episode in a while, but they might produce a few um, just in time for me to do that. Oh, so, nice. so that's really it. Really, this is my little world. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's not waste any time. You again, you've been keeping a list. It's quite long. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's get started. <laughs> Take another look. Something's coming on. You know we're gonna take it by surprise. So take another look. Gonna make you feel so good. All over stars are gonna shine. The world is when you find. So take another look. Take another look at Channel 13. That, don't know if that, that was did not Dol- felt good on my earbuds. <laughs> oh. oh, you're not into Dolby surround sound? Or wait, was that the Lucas one? <laughs> I'm not sure. Phyllis, what was that? That's not, So that was like a, a station promo from... Yeah. So let, what era are we talking about here? So, when you're watching a lot of TV, you're a kid, this yeah. is... Yeah, so like late 70s, early 80s. Okay. So that sounds older than it really is. I think that was early 80s. So KCPQ 13 uh, is a channel that... Um, I wasn't aware of until they uh, they kind of had this um, kind of renaissance or rebranding, or maybe it was the first time they existed, I'm not sure, in the early 80s. And they were basically a reruns channel. Mm-hmm. It was kind of 
pre um, before they were a Fox channel. They were just so. one of those UHF channels yeah. that then Fox mm-hmm. came in and bought a bunch. We yeah. had Channel 19, WIO in Cleveland, okay. WOIO, yeah. and Channel 43. And I can't remember what 43's ah. was, but ni- uh, Fox came in and just took over Channel 19. That right. became the Fox station. But there used yeah. to be, before Fox, you'd have your three main networks, and yeah. usually in most markets, two UHF yeah. non-affiliated stations. So this stations. was the second one, because the gotcha. first one was, uh, was K... KSTW 11. They actually had a newscast. It was crazy. And then KCBQ 13. And I think they eventually had a newscast before they were Fox also. And then um, and then eventually TV 22. Um, and they all their mainstays were reruns in like kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, Channel 13 KCBQ. The main memory I have associated with them is on Sunday nights. My mom and I would watch. Uh, my mom would make baked potatoes for dinner <laughs> uh, and we would put um, sour cream scallions and bacon bits and cheddar cheese on them and we would watch just Bev- like the doctor ordered <laughs> <laughs> and we would watch Beverly Hillbillies and the best of Carson and I love Johnny Carson back then and so this was kind of that early KCPQ era and I think they were trying to stand out they kind of branded themselves early on as being a Tacoma station oh. and I think that little um, that bell at the end is I think supposed to to sound nautical and uh, um, it was supposed to be a like you know hey this is really puget soundy and right. you know we're here for you kind of thing so it's and it's funny to me i always remember the short version of that promo where it's just like take another look uh-huh. at channel 13 like a little stinger cpq yeah like that version i remember but then to find this long version <laughs> like i always love how a stinger always the jingle is always the backstory of the stinger like there's someone who clearly was told by a marketing team this is what we're trying to convey right these are the words we want you to use and they develop an entire jingle around that and there's always like a 59 second version a 29 second version and then there's the stingers that are like you know three three seconds but but the minute long version is like the whole story story of the station and all the things that they stand for he was our general manager (laughs) but he had a drinking problem (laughs) so the transmitter went for cheap and we took it over no more inappropriate touching (laughs) Q13 Fox Uh, so I'm looking it up here so uh, uh, uh uh, KCPQ it still exists, and it's now Q13 Fox. Right. Uh, it actually is licensed to Tacoma. Okay. So it's one of those things where they have to like kind of be licensed to Tacoma, but then yeah. you cover the, the whole Seattle area with mm-hmm. tons of uh, transmitters and mm-hmm. translators back then, too, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that sting was before they were bought by Fox, yes. which probably happened in the later 80s, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time they were starting up with like um, the Tracy Altman show and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Don't forget Married with Children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, married with children. children, of course. Yeah, this was before all of that. So this is going to be kind of uh, an exploration of kind of your youth, but also this kind of region, which, of course, <laughs> yeah. as a relative newcomer to this area or just a newcomer to this area, uh, I find this stuff fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that if we're going to be talking about commercials from this region from the 80s and 90s, that um, 
it's not going to all be Rainier beer right. and Olympia. <laughs> Whenever we talk to somebody who grew up around here, that's that really sounds like the only commercial that they remember. Usually. Oh, and they're yeah. so, I mean, they had just, somebody was visiting from Portland yeah. um, just yesterday, a friend, we have a lot of friends from a lot of places, um, <laughs> as you know, and uh, he was like, oh, do you have Rainier beer? They live in Telluride now. And he's like, I want to show my wife, like, I was telling her all about the Rainier uh-huh. beer commercials, yeah, um, right. and then the running beer bottles yeah. We've talked about that on the show. Which yeah. wasn't uh, Jenny Durkin. Jenny Durkin, mayoral mayoral candidate, candidate and former uh, U.S. District Attorney. Yeah, but Jenny Durkin was one of the beer bottles. When she announced, she said that she uh, played one of the running beer bottles. So those were, and then of course there's Olympia beer as well, yes. and they, that's still around. And uh, on the um, on the cans and bottles, it says it's. It's in the water. We'll, it's the water. It's yeah. the water, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. But we've talked a lot about, about Rainier beer ads on this show, so I don't want to get too bogged out in that. But mm-hmm. you had one in here <laughs> that I told Genevieve not to watch because I really okay. love it. I, I want to yeah. see what her reaction is. I don't know if I've built it up too much. <laughs> I love this commercial. So it's a woman who reminds me of uh, Julie Haggerty, uh, almost specifically like her – like she was in airplane and and oh, what about yeah. Bob and she's always kind of like prim and a little soft spoken and yeah she's very distinctive of the seventies and she's talking now this is not her but she's kind of got that vibe and mm-hmm. it's just her in her kitchen mm-hmm. talking directly to the camera mm-hmm. as she pops open a can I believe of Rainier Light mm-hmm. talking about Rainier Light yeah um, and she's talking to us directly let's take a listen. A good cold beer is refreshing. And these new light beers with less calories, well, you could say I've discovered how good a light beer can taste. I really get a kick out of those light beer commercials with all those burly guys joshing around. But you know, you don't need to be macho to enjoy Rainier Light. Hey, Marlene, give me another beer. Get it yourself, Bob! (laughs) Sometimes it does help, though. (laughs) <laughs> so we hear that the uh, supposed husband off camera we never see him and when she rips into get it yourself bob like her that face transforms is, into another person that is delightful is that not awesome I, my god how much have we backslid you know there there are those great snl parodies of the totino's pizza rolls where the um, i can't remember the actress's name but she's one of the you know mainstay cast members She's always making Totino's pizza rolls for the guys when they're yeah. watching the big oh, game. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. And it gets increasing. Their, their demands on her get increasingly misogynistic. And the and to the point where she's stuck in the kitchen playing with, like, a Totino's, Totino's pizza roll, like, game and activity book for the wife. <laughs> oh, right. There's yes. no way she would be in the room with the television. Right, right. And I actually love this. Like, that. this takes on that trope. Years and years yeah, ago. That, yeah, that looks like 70s, effective. right? Yeah. Probably 78, yeah, 79. Yeah, late 70s, early yeah. 80s. And um, my mom and I would look forward to this commercial. We <laughs> loved it so much. And there was no men in our house like yelling at us or anything. Right. But my mom and I at the end, we'd be like, get it yourself, <laughs> mom. Like, we loved That's a, that. File that away for shit like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Good idea. Um, well, let's move on to talk about Oli's. That's yeah. Olympia beer here. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you mentioned before, they're they're phrase still to this day like on the bottles it says it's in it's the water it's, it's the, the water. water yeah and that's about I, I uh they say that they got their water from 
artesian wells. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. I, I did a little bit of background about, on that. We've talked about this. Have we? This uh, campaign on our show because uh, I forget what the what it linked what show it was, but the idea that the artesians are like aliens. Oh, yeah. So yeah. so uh, apparently it really was made with artesian water, and that okay. meant. Do you guys know what this is? I'm not sure if I'm really dumb or no. I had to look it up. So artesian wells or artesian aquifers are they collect groundwater, but they collect it underneath uh, some layers of rocks. Did we already cover oh. this on the show too? I just know that that's what an artesian know. well okay, is. Yeah, you're smarty. <laughs> and then when you when you tap into it, it has so much pressure underneath it that the water will come up. And I okay. read somewhere, I think it was on the uh, USGS site that said like some of them have enough pressure that they they would before plumbing they could go up several stories of a building oh, wow. and provide water. Maybe it wasn't before plumbing, but oh. it was some sort of early kind of plumbing thing. Oh. You could use the pressure of the ground to push the groundwater up. Well, uh-huh. and the thing about artesian water, too, is is the idea that it's coming through these layers of sediment that behave as a filter, ah, and that's why ah, it's so clean, I believe. Gotcha. So they uh, really drilled down on this, but as you just mentioned, Veeves, um, they had this whole ad campaign where people were speculating, like, well, I don't know what these artesians are. Right. They're supposed to be aliens. Now, <laughs> We've that, always been a nation of dummies. <laughs> is that the one that you wanted to play, Phil? So the first one you have here is, it looks like it's a little bit different than that. Yeah, what I always remember is the jingle. So this is really weird. I was in day camp every single summer when I was a kid, and um, it was the cheapest childcare in the, in the city, and... They would take us on field trips, and oddly, almost every summer, we would either go to the Rainier and or Olympia breweries. And um, I think the kind of flimsy excuse was a lot of times they were also bottlers for soda. So Uh. it's like we'd tour the entire brewery and at the end it'd be like here have a soda kid or and they'd give us like you know deformed cans that, that is weren't able right to go out of the, the line. Simpsons. it was really weird i mean i didn't know it was weird at the time right. and then the other place they would take us was oboy alberto uh oh, which right. is a beef jerky and pepperoni and sausage maker thing but you'd be standing in like an inch of blood like it was so the breweries oh were actually pleasant. <laughs> the, the so, brewery was the responsible yeah place it really take. was and so um I I remember like singing this jingle that they had and I couldn't find one that had the lyrics but I found one that had the tune. Okay, here let me play let me play this for you. So this is one where I believe people are Oh, I this is one where um, people are trying to build a house, right? Yeah. And the, it looks like a bunch of neighbors are helping a guy build a house, but they're doing it kind yeah. of in the old style barn raising where they have yeah. the frame on the ground and then they're pulling it up. Yeah. And then the frame They're falls. screwing up. Are they drunk? Yeah, like, just, what's the deal? Yeah, well, yeah, this is the thing. You're drinking beer. You're trying to build a house. Yeah. So um, the whole frame kind of comes collapsing down and the guy who's clearly, it's, it's his project, looks really bummed about the whole thing. <laughs> You probably don't care that we use only specially selected hops or the finest grains or pure artesian brewing water. But you'd taste the difference if we didn't. So we do. Olympia. It's the water and a lot more. So, so that little part where where it goes... Wah, 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 yeah. Do you want to sing wah, wah, over wah, top wah, of the hit play again and then you can sing right over sure. top of the music? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Everybody, oh, 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 oh. 
probably don't care. Then. Yeah. I see. So they had commercials where that was the whole thing. Huh? Yeah, and then uh, then there'd be you know their little um, transition part at the end. They would say something like. It's the only one that da 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 da. I can't remember that part. And then it's the water uh, and a lot more. Yes, and that was another thing. It's the water and a lot yeah, more. Yeah, so we would sing that on the, the bus coming back <laughs> from this brewery in Tumwater. <laughs> they had a whole bunch of campaigns. I was looking at yeah, some other ones here. Here's one that goes into that artesian, like yeah. this guy <laughs> pretending or, or thinking that it's like the artesians are aliens. Uh-huh. I don't know if we've played <laughs> yeah. this one before. Views. We played like, one where a guy's the gardener on the like. Oh right, Olympia grounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this is the one that is um, unpolitically correctly referred to as a hillbilly ah. sitting um, on his front porch. I've been drinking Olympia beer going on, no, oh, 41 years now. Mm-hmm. Heard tell about that artesian brewing water they use. Ain't never seen no artesians. Don't know what they do. But whatever it is, sure makes the beer taste good. <laughs> if I ever do meet an artesian, I want to shake his hand. Even now. Uh, He's got a hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, that's there a, you hear the it, little, yeah. that's that's the stinger. It's the water and a lot more right at the end of that. That guy looks and sounds alarmingly like my father-in-law. Really? Like the skinny Santa Claus look. That's crazy. Let's see. I had a whole bunch here. I don't remember which were this. <laughs> oh, this was the one where, oh, did you see this one? It's a bunch of people. Um, in a bar, and I think there it's almost like a vox pop or like a, a man on the street in a bar. Yeah, man in a bar interviews. Right, the right. Make Oli Oli. The artesians, well, it's a, it's a mystery. The artesian water is responsible for the excellence of the beer. Great, fantastic. Could be them artesians. Something <laughs> big good. Lots of people make beer, but only artesians make Oli. It's the water. <laughs> they don't just. God, that's bad sound. <laughs> yeah, you can barely hear what they're saying. Visually, it's stunning because I, it is like a slice of life. I. Yeah. I was just gonna say I love the seventies look so yeah. much. Yeah. Like I love the the big hair and the big facial, the big mustaches and the mm-hmm. big mutton chops. Like it's just delightful. It seemed to be affecting that one guy's speech. Well, I don't know what drunk. Phyllis, did you click on this one that I added to the sheet? The one oh. from the sixties. This is well before no. your time. No, wow, no. that's really. I old. want you guys to see. This yeah. is from the sixties and is so clearly part of the folk. Culture. Oh, cool. You're going to play this whole song, and it's just like a, a a female folk musician singing. And what we're seeing is a couple of guys, maybe three guys, helping their female friend move into her new apartment. And I think the nice. lyrics of this song will just kind of tell the story. Oh, great. It is so earnest. A friend of mine with a pickup truck said he'd help me move. What a stroke of luck. Help me move a few boxes of paperback books and little things like that. Couch, table, kitchenware, bath, mattress, easy chair, a flea market carpet, and my cross-eyed cat. Upstairs, downstairs, tons of fun. We were mighty tired by the time we were done. I said, thank you kindly, friend, and allow me to buy you a beer. A true friend is a man with love in his heart and a kitchen table on his back. Somebody who'll help you move. A friend like that deserves a nice cold beer. A beer brewed with naturally perfect artesian brewing water. An Olympia beer. I like how that song 
um, is made has made zero commitment to rhyming. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all about it's all about scansion. This thing happened, then yeah. another thing happened. It doesn't rhyme. Don't worry right. about yeah. it. Yeah. There's something about that commercial that I liked. I don't know why I was drawn to that commercial. Because first of all, it's just like so the Joan Baez era, right? You and I were, were dissecting Creek Alley in the car the other day. Oh, yes. That mom right. was in the Papa yeah. song, which is like the story of the of the folk scene in the 60s. Right, yeah. yeah. So. And there's something also like, all right, so it's the 60s. You're not going to get away with anything being without a hint of sexism. Mm-hmm. A real friend is a man. <laughs> like, there is it doesn't really bother me. It was, no, I'm, yeah, I'm being overly snowflakey, but uh, for effect. But there is something I like about it. It's just like these two guys, there's something just inherently friendly and somewhat communal about that, mm-hmm. right? It's just, mm-hmm. And there's nothing sexual or flirty yeah. at all. It's just, And then at the end, they're all just sitting on the couch together after a hard day's work, yeah, she just did, drinking she the beer. She sort of bamboozled these two male friends of hers into yeah. moving all of her Shit. That's what I was I yeah. was reminiscing about my single days. I used to run game like that, have yeah. dudes moving my stuff. Yeah, of course. Right, I Good move, job, girl. I want to move on uh, <laughs> off of Rainier and beer commercials for a second because I thought this was a very surprising thing to yeah. see on your list. Uh, you're already looking over my shoulder. I'm excited. Because, you know, you think of local commercials, you think of, you know, I'd expect car commercials, like whatever kind of, you know, beer commercial, all these things. Yeah. But you actually have a commercial here for... An event. Yes. I'm going to play it. Yes. And then I want to know why this stood out to you so okay. much. This is for Ski Bonkers. Yeah. Ski Bonkers. The ski sale of the year is here. And anything to do with skiing is on sale for up to 70% off. Ski Bonkers. Labor Day weekend. Friday through Monday. Four days only. Then it's too late. Ski Bonkers. At the Seattle Trade Center across the street from Pier 70. You'll probably save enough to ski free all year. Ski Bonkers. The most incredible ski sale of its kind on the West Coast. Bring your money where your shorts. Brought to you again by Olympic Wear your shorts. Based on your body language <laughs> slash dancing, I'm going to yeah. guess that one reason that sticks out to you is the music. Oh, that's it. That's totally <laughs> it. Because I never, I've still never been skiing. But I grew up at a, I grew up going to schools where my classmates went skiing all the time and would come back from vacations with those ski tans and everything. And so I think it's partly the mystique of like, wow, this is a thing I'll probably never do. And also, I mean, just that song, you know, like Ski. kids would get on the school. It would have been playing right before the school year started. So you get on the school bus, you come back, like, Ski Bonkers. And this was like a annual thing then. Yeah, I feel like it also owes a little bit of a debt to Girls on Film. Girls on Film. I have a theory that you can take almost any sentence in the English language and sing it to the tune of Girls on Film. Feed the cats. (laughs) See, wouldn't it be more exciting if you had that going on in the background? So that was just year in and year out that there's ski bonkers events. for years. And they would would really plug it like at the end of the summer. And um, I think it kind of drove my mother crazy. But every time it came on, I'd be like, (laughs) eat your baked potato and be quiet. I'm trying to watch <laughs> Barney Miller. Yeah. Oh, best of Carson. That's right. All right, let's talk. Let's let's take it back to the old school kingdom. That's where the, yeah. the Seattle Mariners used to play mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Yeah. Get ready to you play know what? Yeah, all of your 
commercials have like a really funky <laughs> bass line. Yes. That's yeah, like it... Barney Miller, actually. Yeah, yeah it right. is like that. Yeah. And I used, I used to, I was the kind of kid, I would dance to the Barney Miller theme. So something about that bass line. And that's kind of, doesn't the Barney Miller theme also have kind of a weird sax? Like, uh... Yeah, but the beginning is the bass line. It opens with the bass line. Well, obviously, I'm going to play it now. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is a little... Is this somebody covering it? It sounds like it. Oh, it said it was... I know. Let's go to the... Or it could have been like a later version, but... This one says 1975. Okay, this is it. That's it. Yes! Uh-huh. Is that Abe Pagoda? I don't know anything about Barney Miller. Yeah, so I used to stand in front of the TV and dance to it. I loved it when I was like three or four. Barney Miller remains one of those shows that I feel like if I sat down to watch, I like my dad really liked the show. Yeah. And to me, it's like that gritty, I assume New York, right? I forget where it was supposed to be. But it's like that gritty New York 80s vibe yeah. that I, you know, kind of grew up with, but I never really watched it. I'm sure it's unwatchable now, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. But, but I, Rockford Files holds up, though. Okay, That's true. So, yeah, you guys like Rockford Files, so you might like it. Do you like the theme song to the Rockford Files? Do yes. Should we just keep on doing this? <laughs> yes. Let's. I, I love I, you all know what? this. Turns out I don't really like commercials. <laughs> Just like doing this. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. always began with yeah, a phone the call. Yeah. 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 This be- is Jim Rockford at the yeah, tone. Leave your name and a message. I'll answer. get back to you. You are full of bullshit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. <laughs> oh, that was somebody. Oh. <laughs> uh, somebody punched in. But yeah. the theme is real. So funny. It's a weird synth. You guys are so young to be into this, though. Yeah, but it's, it is honestly unironic. Like, somebody yeah. hipped us to this show, and it is really good. It do you really remember it from when up. you were little, though? No. Oh, no. Okay. See, I do. My really? Did you watch, watch it? it? Yeah, my mom used to, yeah. Yeah, so I would just be sitting around watching it with her. Yeah, no, there were things like that that I watched with my mom, like Perry Mason. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think. Matlock to a lesser degree, uh-huh. I think. Um, <laughs> Columbo to a lesser degree. Right. But yeah, no, that Rockford Files, I came into that as a Rockford virgin yeah. in 2016 or so. Something and never look back. Okay, let's go. Let's come back to um, this Mariners okay. commercial yeah, that you're very great. excited about. This is from 1983. Yes. And you might think that the Mariners are a softball team, but I will tell you right now, they are not. They are actually a hardball oh, team. Oh, yeah. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation <laughs> yeah. company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Did you notice that? They have the <laughs> yeah. San Diego Chicken there, yeah. but they're playing the Baltimore Orioles. They're not yeah. even playing San Diego. They just brought the chicken yeah. in for, like, fans? The We've talked a lot about rogue. this a lot on TBTL, and Phyllis, you'll probably remember it better than me because <laughs> my brain is broken, but uh-huh. um, the San Diego, San Diego Chicken was not originally affiliated with a sports team. It was just a guy, <laughs> right, in a suit who was... <laughs> There was some private. Do you remember this? Us talking about this? All there was some private enterprise that basically created the San Diego Chicken for a, some sort of sales thing. Right. But then the guy who wore the suit, I think there were some lawsuits involved. He ended up just kind of like making it a broader thing, yeah. and then it became associated with like all San Diego sports. If I remember correctly, and That's, I'm sure I'm bungling a whole bunch of that. That sounds right to me. I mean, I basically was only aware of it um, as as a um, 
I mean, I guess as it became more more associated with the Padres, but I knew there were lawsuits, but I never understood the whole thing. Can I never, we just I here? I, I've done this yeah. like four times you, on various podcasts, but okay. I have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. San Diego Chicken, um, originally known, I believe, as the famous chicken, is a sports mascot played by Ted Giannoulis. Okay, I'm so yeah. embarrassed. We talked this about is, this to death on the show a long time so ago. Great. The character originated as an animated TV commercial for KGB FM Radio in San Diego. There's this guy who's a writer, cartoonist, and actor. He was um, he was offered to animate this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, in March of 1974, this guy, Gian was hired to wear the first chicken suit. Um, he was a 20-year-old journalism major at San Diego State. Um, and so he starts he starts wearing this to promote um, the, the, uh, the radio station in the San Diego Zoo. Anyway, oh, yeah, the and then zoo. he gets fired, and then there's a lawsuit. And somehow he... Um, just starts uh, creating. Somehow the guy who wore the suit gets the rights to it, and he just starts yeah. marketing himself as the San Diego Chicken. It's so great, and it was at Padres games for a long time, though, right? I believe so. Yeah, yes. I mean that's. I remember it being associated with that, but it was definitely its own thing. Like it was huge in the eighties. This chicken, and it was confusing watching that commercial and being like, "Wait, why is the chicken in there? What? What is that?" But Following was- an incident during an NBA game in 1991, a Chicago jury uh, ordered Giannoulis to pay $300,000 to a <gasps> Chicago Bulls cheerleader oh. allegedly injured when the chicken tackled her on the basketball no! court. Oh, boy. That's he is crazy. no stranger to litigation, apparently. <laughs> and this must have been before... Baltimore had an Oriole that dressed because they they have. Oh, that maybe now. that's why they brought the chicken yeah, in. Yeah, conflict they... emerged <laughs> when the radio station. Um, they ended up firing him in 1979. Oh dear. They hire somebody else to to wear the uh, chicken outfit at Padres games. Um, but then fans knew that the original guy was not in the outfit, so they booed him loudly, <laughs> forcing him off the field. After a lawsuit was decided in Giannalis's favor in 79, he was allowed to continue to perform in the chicken costume, oh, wow. although uh, not the same one as the original. <laughs> it was a wild time. <laughs> it was a wild, wild time. So um, uh, anything else to say about that Mariners commercial other than the funky, funky oh, rhythm? Oh, I love that song. I mean, that's what I remembered after all these years and I was looking at it or looking for it for a long time but I think I was I I mistakenly associated it with KSTW the channel 11 because they had the Mariners uh, contract back then so I think by putting in those call letters I wasn't finding it oh, but then to find it for this show I was like let me just take KSTW out of there and, and see if it comes up I was so glad it did so that was the year they were really trying to really hype the M's um the pitcher was Gaylord Perry like he was the big star um and um they re- but still back then the mariners were not that popular especially with kids and um so they the mariners would give stacks and stacks and stacks of ticketmaster printed tickets to actual wow. games to Seattle Public Schools, and um, at my school, they gave them to honor roll kids, so of course, I always got a pair. Oh, but, um, you always got to get they, that in. <laughs> of course, not to brag, yeah. nail polish emoji, but um, <laughs> they would um, end up as confetti in the halls, like, because People kids just did didn't not care. care. Wow. They did not care. Yeah, it was sad, but I would always go on t-shirt night, and I still have my t-shirt from 1983, the year what? they had that promo. I mean, it does not fit, but I'm <laughs> saving it for Gus. And um, it <laughs> their, their slogan that year was so sad. It was, anything can happen. <laughs> 
Oh my god, they might they might still need that. They might it's still need that. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Bring oh it back. my god, that's is, is, does your shirt say that? It does. It's that a is, circle that has you that. You got to make M- sure that Gus trident. doesn't ruin that. I know that is he, he be, has to wear it. It's so yes, funny. He has to wear it to school, but not digging holes in the backyard. Is that still no. what kids do? I don't know. I grew up a very sheltered existence. All right, get us in on the world of Jack Roberts. Yeah. I heard. I heard that he's fine with being undersold. Or no, Did I have that wrong. <laughs> He will not be understood. Okay. I still don't totally know what that means. Um, Nobody will sell lower than him. I... I guess you can't so. Find yeah. A better price. Okay. I guess that's what he means. Yeah. So, so this guy, um, I remember he had a joint up on Aurora uh, Avenue North, and um, and he's he's an appliance guy. He sells appliances, and he and his wife made these independent commercials for years, and it was just like, you know, kind of like one camera, you know, stationary camera. He's talking to her, and he does these gesticulations with his arms. That this is another thing that my mom and I would sit around imitating because we thought it was so funny. He just, it's almost like kind of robotically, he has his arms out and he's just vertically waving them like kind of a pre Clintonian, like Neanderthal <laughs> Clinton type gesture. And um, his wife was very beautiful and would just stand by his side and kind of be his his yes man. But she would, in a way, it'd sometimes get kind of eye rolly. but she was very like, kind of the way they positioned her was very stand by your man-ish. And she would kind of interject <laughs> a little bit. Also <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And she would interject a little bit. It was all about him and how he wouldn't be undersold. Well, there were a bunch of them. I mean, yes. you type this in. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I noticed is, and I don't think I ever, I, I wanted to go back to find like the original joke on this, but he's yeah. often holding a chainsaw. Yes. Cutting prices. Slash, he's just slashing, slashing prices. Yes, that's but right. Like, I'm only like, I'm so far along in the narrative of him <laughs> yeah. with these commercials that yeah. it's only like a glancing and reference. And he starts to change his image and do these different characters. Yeah. Change his image, quote unquote. It's like sardonic. Some yeah. of them have like, he and his wife are there, but there's like a bunch of appliance boxes behind yeah. them. But they're just like, they're clearly just like people. <laughs> Yeah. in the boxes dancing around and but they're not dressed yeah. up like with box legs whatever those are no. like there's one I, I don't know if i'm going to play it or not but viewers you'll see i think there's a box and then the box is cut open at the bottom obviously because legs are sticking out <laughs> and there is like the bottom of a long blue dress with like black <laughs> stockings and high-heeled shoes or, like very 80s yeah it's just like kind of like oh they just gathered whoever was on they the didn't sales even put floor them in, like, black tights or no yeah. no no it's just like put this box on we got to cut a commercial and yeah. it's like very better call Saul like uh-huh. we have like two seconds to do this so I'm going to play this one <laughs> Phyllis I don't I think I pulled some that maybe you hadn't seen too no, this I'm, one is I'm sure I'll catch on <laughs> <laughs> try to keep up here Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this one is, it looks like from 1987. Jack Roberts Appliance is overstocked at both stores. Seattle and Linwood with wild Magic Chef appliances. We must make room now. Magic Chef large capacity washer or refrigerator. Look at the yeah. $2.99. Yeah. Magic yeah. Chef dishwasher wow. or electric range, $2.29. Easy credit terms, 90 days, same as cash or bank cards. Come on in now before these great deals run away. Great deals plus up to $500 rebate. Hey, these Magic Chefs are starting to stampede. Buy now before they all get away. I won't be undersold. Okay, I got a number of things to say. <laughs> Hot takes. First Hot of takes. all, he is not looking at the camera. He's clearly looking at his cue cards, yeah. which are not in the camera. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's sort of staring off camera for the whole thing. Yes. Um, the the washers and dryers that are like the boxes of appliances mm-hmm. that people are dancing around in. They're kind of swaying in the background. They're just a bunch of, just, it's just a, a room or like a, a, saw, a, a, a shot that is overflowing with big 
cardboard boxes, yeah. but that tell you nothing about the products. I mean, they're just, <laughs> right. they're, it just yeah. feels crowded and claustrophobic with cardboard boxes. When she says $500, she holds up a hand-scrawled piece of paper that just says 500 not Five hundred dollars. I want to stress. It just yeah. says five zero zero. Can that yeah. be the show pick for this week? Yeah. On, on Facebook, right With there. The chainsaw. Yeah, he's also so like bad. you notice. There's never a reference to the chainsaw in this right. one. He's just holding, he's just holding it. a chainsaw yeah. in one hand and a bunch of rope in the yeah. other. Yeah, he's got on Jesus. like a uh, an eighties era kind of starter jacket, right. like a sports but starter jacket. Under overalls. But yes, and then overalls <laughs> over top of it. Like if you were to be walking down the street and this man walked by you, you would. Run. In this yeah. outfit, holding a yeah. bunch of rope and a chainsaw, yeah. and he said, "I got some candy in my van. I'd recommend <laughs> or I won't skipping be the candy." Yeah, yeah. You and run the, away. And the boxes, the the these featureless boxes that are bobbing around in the background, <laughs> yeah. all have numbers on them, which I assume is their prices. It says things like two two nine or like whatever. Again, no dollar signs. Yeah. So it just looks like. They just have random numbers sort of stuck to them. Now, right. I want to bring some drama-rama into this, because that was from 87, right? Yeah. Well, when that one gets done playing, one of the suggested ads to play afterwards is from uh, almost a decade later, 1996. Tell me this. Is this a new wife? After Thanksgiving sale, with unbelievable prices, like this white Westinghouse washer oh. for $3.99. Well, I'm tired of your sales. I'll that seems like a different woman. I think woman. that's a new wife. I mean, definitely a different hair color. But you know the face and the bone structure is the same. And Maybe it's just a different look. She's the look. same size. I think that it just could be her new look. It's a pretty Maybe. dramatic, yeah. new but it look. is shocking because I I totally grew up with her as a brunette, so it is shocking to see her as a blonde. And then this one, by the way, he used to have kind of curly hair ten years ago. I don't know right. if he's balding now. He's now wearing the uh, world's worst wig. Yeah. He's still got the same starter jacket yeah. and overalls. Yeah. He's no longer holding any kind of weapon from no. the game of Clue. No. Um, but he's wearing this horrible wig. The White Westinghouse for three twenty nine. And she's taking over. By the way, he, he's trying to sell. They have uh, added dollar signs to all the numbers. That's something. So that's a real upgrade. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely it's about improvement. Uh, Ninety nine. Well, I'm tired of your sales. I'll sell the White Westinghouse for three. 29. You can't do this. He's literally being undersold by his wife. For $12.99. Linda's price $9.99 for oh. the Frigidaire, plus six months no interest. Okay. Can she do this? I'm cutting all Jack's prices now through Monday only. What? See, that seems like a very second wife thing to me. Yeah. Right? What was the first one named Linda? Oh. I don't know. Let's go back. Jack Roberts Appliance is overstocked. At I really think they're stores. different women. Really? Gosh, that would be so crazy. I'm just going to keep on playing these things. This is, oh, this is the one that you had in here, Phyllis, and it is pretty bonkers. And this one, they're supposed to be outside, like they're farmers. What is it, American Gothic? Is that the famous (laughs) painting? Yeah. Well, she's just dressed in like a go-go 90s, like, dress of some sort with a tot with a top with polka dots he's kind of dressed up like a farmer he's got a um he's got like a, a pitchfork in his hand yeah and uh and I, I think here i'm sorry i'm a little distracted they're ref- this is the first one i saw and i was very confused because i couldn't tell that they were boxes behind them i think they're on a, a box farm now or an appliance farm maybe <laughs> Hey, Jack, what's with the pitchfork? I'm changing my image with some down-home deals on these here critters at Jack Roberts Appliance. <laughs> well, these aren't critters. These magic chefs have up to $500 rebates, and our prices can't be beat. $500 rebates, easy credit terms, 
90 days, same as cash, and we take bank cards. Jack, what's with this bitch? You're not crazy anymore. <laughs> You've become plain, too down home, and, well, kind of dull. You think so? Yes. Well, it's back to old tried and true. I won't be undersold. At the there end, we he, go. <laughs> at the end, he picks up the chainsaw <laughs> and fires her up. That, so his his longtime wife was Linda, so I think it's oh, okay. She's, just, yeah. just, She's new just heavily color. remade for the yeah. later ones. Mm-hmm. I apologize for my remark about it Don't seeming cast like second, second wife behavior. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> that wild be if if someone like that who's sort of bit was like my wife and I do these home you know these homemade commercials and then he gets divorced and he marries another woman that, who then right. who then just slots right. Well, in. I would assume that, would that maybe crazy. there would be a grace period where he's doing it solo for a while, but then when the sting wears off maybe you you know <laughs> sounds like it's been linda from the start okay <laughs> or he's got a thing for women named linda i'm you sticking with that it. all right um this is from 1983 it's along the same lines only instead of appliances <laughs> of course it's used cars yeah. this guy is named glenn grant mm-hmm. he seems as uh, sane as you would hope a car dealer to be uh <laughs> give us a background on glenn grant before i play this he's just one of those guys he's stuck in my mind i think that his the his radio commercials might have had a little jingle to them but the the tv commercials were usually totally dry and um, as far as like no music no sound effects anything like that he started to uh do characters i'm not sure maybe in response to cal worthington um he would kind of change it up a little bit crazy guy his dog spot yes exactly it's stand upon my head to make a deal the banjo song all that kind of stuff glenn grant it's like he was consistent and he had um he had little kind of things that i i don't think i recognized at the time as catchphrases but um but you'll hear them in the commercial he says them the same way every time now in this one i believe he's got a couple of guns right he's <laughs> yeah, dressed up like a he's cowboy. shooting down high prices andrew yeah. oh okay That's, oh I'm you're reading, reading yeah. the description yeah. here yeah low pro oh he goes by the name low profit glenn yeah which is just like do you remember that character on the wire he didn't make it out of season two i don't think he lived in the low rises his name was low profit glenn low profit yeah glenn. he didn't do well in the uh <laughs> Let's just say there is a nail gun involved. All right, let's let's hit play on this one. Hi, this is Low Profit Glenn from Glenn Grant Chevrolet, and I'm here to shoot down high prices. <laughs> okay, so he shoots two guns in the air, shoots heavily in quotes, and then somebody who's above him, probably on a ladder, throws down two like it looks stuff. like rubber chickens. Or yeah. Rubber yeah. chickens. So here to shoot down high prices. <laughs> <laughs> they come yeah. from nowhere where he's aiming yeah. the gun. And then, They're just like thrown in from off camera. Insane awkward pause as you cut to the B-roll of yes. the trucks. Now the <laughs> yeah. only thing in I'm gonna this is a really long minute long commercial where they it list is. all these cars, so I'm gonna yeah. skip to the end. But first let's listen to a little bit of it yeah. and just luxuriate in the prices oh, of these cars. Know, right? The eighty fours are almost here. So every remaining new car and truck will go for $3.99 over invoice, and we show you the invoice. Choose from two... So that's kind of interesting. This is what we bought it for. We're mm-hmm. only selling it for $400 more. That's right. Uh, except Corvettes and Camaros, which is written at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 206 S10 pickups, full-size pickups, Cavaliers, celebrities, citations. The largest stock in Washington. None of those All exist anymore. must go now. I've never even heard Your of a citation. or equity I, I've heard of may them. make the Josh down payment Allen. or pay 379 plus tax and license and drive away. 
So it's three. They're saying three seventy nine down, fourteen point nine percent annual percentage rate. Uh, but I guess you don't get a sense of how the total price. God, interest rates were so high in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So here's his uh, sign off. Price is good through Monday only. See your straight shooter today at Gungrat Chevrolet. In- he aims his guns at us in that. Yeah. It looks like he pulls the triggers, but I don't think they wanted to add the sound effect there because it was right. too menacing. Five minutes from South Center, seven minutes from SeaTac, open evenings and Sundays. <laughs> Phyllis, we have so many commercials here, but I think for time we have to. Is it okay with you if I if I skip the taco time and yes. the sea galley and get yes. right into Phyllis Fletcher's rap in commercials yes. segment? <laughs> because yes. this seems right up our alley. Yes, absolutely. Now I need to acknowledge the one. I don't think you originally sent this to us. I believe a li- a different listener sent this to us. I did send this to you. You did. Is a this different the first- listener may have also oh. because this commercial is so insane that um, many people <laughs> um, got it lodged in their brains, but I definitely sent you this before you started the show. This is the, Then you know what? Maybe, um, maybe that is what I'm thinking of. AMPM is a chain of uh, convenience stores out here, not unlike a 7-Eleven or a uh, Store 24 on the East Coast. I had never heard of them before we moved out West. Hmm. Um, and now they have the commercials we talk a lot about, Tumgis. Too much good <laughs> Too stuff. Too much good right. stuff. This big that's monster right. that's made of licorice and all kinds of nasty Ugh. foods. But he seems to have a heart of gold, and also the ladies love him. Yeah. Go back and listen to other shows for more details on Tumgis. But these commercials are, this one is from 1985. It's that very... Very kind of eighties, almost nineties feeling uh, animation that uh, reminds. Although me I of, really think it, this style of animation originated with Monty Python. Yes, it's like yeah. Monty Python with a little bit of um, Ben uh, Stiller show. Yes, and mm-hmm. Andy Warhol yeah. uh, mm-hmm. mixed in there. And yeah. we've played this on the show before, but I consider yep. it to be almost like the the patron theme song of. Uh, well, you have Doctor Doctor. What should yeah. I do? <laughs> right. And then um, and then this song is is I think our third theme song. Oh. What do you want when you're hungry for something that you really got to have? Like hot dogs. From AMPM with mustard on the bun. Two hot dogs. Just 89 cents. AMPM is the one. Say hot dogs. Hot, hot dogs. dogs. Oh, say it one more time. When you buy the dogs, get a 12-ounce coke for just a one more dime. So when you get that special taste, remember AMPM is the place. You want it? We got it. That offer expires <laughs> November 10th, 1985. <laughs> no more 89 cent hot dogs. No. Oh, yeah. No, I was so honored when you played this, I think, on your debut episode. Oh, really? Yeah. I do, it was definitely very early on in, yeah. the, in the show run because we were so excited and we were just singing hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. I remember it coming up in one of our, maybe it was our very first Cheese and G's episode that we recorded when we first moved to Seattle. Now, I'm not saying this is the first appearance, uh-huh. but I remember us playing it a lot because remember we recorded one show from our temporary housing here in Seattle <laughs> that weird right, like kind yeah. of hotel suite room we we're in while we waited for our apartment to be ready and we like set up this weird janky setup and I remember like <laughs> singing and dancing now I do want to so that's that's the first in your uh, rap and commercials one yeah but spe- I have to give a shout out to my friend Paul Sherrard on yeah. that because he can still do the entire rap really and he is a reason that I remembered that um, after so many decades because we were friends back then and then he brought it up uh, a few years ago and, and just started rapping it. And I was like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> 
I want to. I want to meet that guy. I want to learn it, and I want to rap along with yeah. him, or maybe be his hype man. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome at that. <laughs> this gets away from rap for just one second, but um, this is a 1984 TV commercial, mm. one year earlier, also from AMPM. YouTube suggested I watch it. I'm huh? glad it did. Um, I want to just point out this is for breakfast at AMPM. Oh, um, God. and you just depressed me. Just like going to AM, PM for a breakfast. Dude. Just like, get me something out of that hot case. I mean, I guess if you're on churro. your way to a bus stop and you have not eaten and you will starve yeah. until lunchtime, that is a good reason to get But get a granola eating. bar, though, or I mean, something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they're trying to sell like breakfast sandwiches and stuff. Okay. But this commercial, I don't know if it's going to translate in audio, but I wanted you guys to watch this with me because... Mm-hmm. I can't think of a commercial for a mini mart that is both so seductive and oh. somewhat sultry and oh menacing oh, no. at the same time. Like okay. this commercial gave me all kinds of bad feelings oh, while no. watching. It. Well, and- did you need to go get a grown up? <laughs> <laughs> I know, Jeremy. Oh. Jeremy, I'm- I need you in here. I'm seeing neon. Is this like a detective? I don't think it necessarily thing? has a okay. theme. I- I'm going right. to try play it, and you guys can okay. maybe help uh, describe it. It's like. I think they're singing again. Okay. I could be wrong. Maybe they're... No, they're just like whispering. Oh, no. And that it's is a man and a woman, and they had a whisper. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's detective <laughs> It's morning. I want it. For breakfast. You want it? We got it. The breakfast bonanza with Hills Brothers Coffee. It's big. It's new. Just 39 cents. Just 39 cents? For Hills Brothers Brew. We've also got the muffin and egg. The muffin and egg? I like it. Me too. What else have you got? That we might want. Pepperidge Farm Danish. Pepperidge Farm Danish? And orange juice. Now, will you guys back me up? Like, oh it's not God. just... Just the fact that they're whispering, that they're like the shots are really close up on yeah. their faces, and they're kind yeah. of like looking. They're like their their angles of their faces are just like very kind of menacing, right? It, it's yeah, it's that weird yeah menacing, but also like um, unearned intimacy. It's yeah. A, yeah, unearned intimacy. Yes. It's a psychosexual thriller yeah. of a coffee commercial. <laughs> it is. It is. That's that's where their whole aesthetic is coming from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't even go back. I'm play the whole thing but i want to go back because i do think it's brilliant how they start by not singing at all but they just kind of slip into the rhythm of the song yeah, very kind seamlessly of almost like like lame horrible rapping mm-hmm. or something. this coffee it's big it's new just 39 cents just 39 cents for hills brothers brew we've also got the muffin and egg the muffin and egg i like it me too what else have you got that we might want Pepperidge Farm Danish. Pepperidge Farm Danish? And orange juice. They've got it. We want it. You want it? We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. The breakfast bonanza. At AM, PM. AM, PM. We want it. We got it. At AM, It feels like a, a movie that would have starred Bruce Willis and then yeah. like some sort of yeah. somewhat forgettable actress from the 80s. Right. <laughs> like AM, PM's like, how do he we... He plays like a psychiatrist who sleeps with his patients that's yeah. a real Bruce, that's a real Bruce Willis movie right. yeah. give us like kind of like something that is kind of like half moonlighting half yeah. breakfast sandwich yeah. like, so, like somewhere in that area alright let's get to uh, some uh, fruity slash cocoa pebbles yeah. this was on your list Phyllis yes. and so when you think of rap and commercials this is the this is the specific fruity pebbles commercial you think of let me see. Do is I sound it? a little bit? Uh, I, do I sound a little accusatory? Because I have one that I think of all the time, and we landed on different rap commercials man, for the same product. They had multiple, and and um, I'm 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 glad you're putting me on the spot in a way because 
Like I said, I started making this list when you guys started this, the show. That's been a couple years. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten this far down on the <laughs> list and reviewing it to prepare for the show. So I don't know if this is the well, one. It might have been the only one I could find. When you said a Fruity Cocoa Pebbles rap commercial, I thought I knew exactly what you were talking okay. about. Well, this is the one that you linked to in this okay. list. All right. No Dino Pebbles cereal <laughs> with marshmallows. So this is specifically a uh, uh, one for Dino. Is this one you're thinking of? You know, I think this was one of those. This was the only one I could find. Okay, so situations. this I'm going to play it through okay, though. All right. So it's all about Dino, their pet dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. The Dino is a real rat, dude. Dino Pebble cereal. They got his attitude. <laughs> Marshmallow to the Dino's purple, orange, red, green. Vanilla flavored cereal. What a team. Marshmallow Dino licious. <laughs> <laughs> Dino, stop licking my face. No Dino Pebbles. Mm, Marshmallow Dino licious. Lot of this nutritious. <laughs> so obviously, I don't think I have need to say, but that we didn't even mention that that is, of course, the Flintstones. That is yes. Fred Flintstones and Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. Yeah. Uh, in that commercial, is is that the one you were thinking of? No. Okay, I think I'll bet you you and I remember the same one because okay. I think about this commercial a lot. Oh, still ooh, it's already this is promising. The, this is okay. the one where he uses the most oft used rap phrase. Yes by any white people making commercials and it's my name is something something <laughs> and, and I'm here to say I love Rudy Bevels in a major way I love XYZ in a major way yeah, yeah so here let's take let's take a listen <laughs> you watch me get French Rudy Bevels yeah. who are you I'm the master rapper and I'm here to sing I love Rudy Bevels in a major way he loves Rudy Bevels in a major way the bedrock yellow orange purple lime and red but to get the fruity taste I got a trick, Fred. Now, Fred <laughs> has moved over to um, his DJ turntable, which is also some sort of a weird prehistoric creature, of course. Yeah. Um, Barney is dressed up like, you know, like somebody from Run DMC. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, and so clearly... <laughs> Fred doesn't recognize his friend. That's yeah. where the prank comes in. <laughs> he's a master rapper. He's a, yeah, no, he's, he's master it's rapper. It's really hard for me to believe that the Fred Flintstone I know would be that excited about a master rapper. Right, breaking into his house. Like, and then he starts doing the choreography with it. Right. He would be excited about like a, a fake, you know, Stone Age Frank Sinatra or something. That's a good point, yeah. That's a really good point. I don't even like this. It's like, they're like, well, we've got kids like rap. That's right. one thing yes. we've got. This yeah. is 1992, We've got the rights the to all of the Flintstone <laughs> mm-hmm. voices and images. That's right. another thing we've got. Yeah. And we've got to sell the cereal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Make me something with that. <laughs> so, when we last left our heroes, <laughs> yeah. Barney, dressed up like Master Rapper, uh-huh. was tricking Fred. Fred... Yeah. Doesn't know it yet. He's, he's super just, into this. He's fo- yeah. focusing yeah. on the turntables. The bedrock yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. But to get the fruity taste, I gotta trick Fred. The fruit of Rudy. To get the fruity taste, he's gotta trick Fred. Oh, now he gets it. Guess that's a wrap. Off fruity pebble cereal. Part of this nutritious. Little pun at the end. Guess that's a wrap. Looks like his turntables were a pterodactyl. And little update on that story. Dude, the original. The one that I know I was looking for. Um, that's still not it, huh? It's still not it. Really? That's it's, what I remember. It's, yeah, I remember this one very it, well. It's from when you guys would have been real little kids, and I was in middle school. And I know it was from when I was in middle school, because all over, like, 
1984 or 85 yearbook, we wrote in each other's yearbooks, hey, Fred, want a break? Because th this was um, General Mills or whomever that is um, trying to capitalize on the whole rap thing with the Pebbles cereals like in the mid 80s. And um, it was the same thing where he was like, I have to trick Fred. And so um, he, and he, st he started with kind of a more traditional open to the commercial. He goes, oh, what I wouldn't do to get fruity pebbles from huh. you know who, bump, 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 knocks on his door. And Fred opens it and he goes, hey, Fred, or, or yo, Fred, yo, Fred, or hey, Fred, want a break. There's and no they, chance they he's dressed up like a space dancing. guy in this one, is <laughs> no, it? No, he's a... Because I'm like, I want to find this really bad I right did now. I didn't do it. I never could. I and forgot. So that was the theme. I didn't even remember that. So each one he's trying to trick. Yeah. Why are commercials for cereal... Oh, no. oh They're always trying to trick somebody. Yep. Why can't people just share or say, I will trade you or buy? Yeah. When you guys did you. A, a, a show on that, I was the whole time going, amen, amen. And I'm trying to find this one commercial where, where Barney's trying to trick him and... and Trick him by break dancing from mm. the 80s, but um, try break yeah, dancing. Yeah, I'm trying to draft right. isn't yeah. the right, uh, yeah. and it was. I and there's a um, here's I, a dance and rap come uh, looks like it's gonna be the same one. Philly, this one from the 90s yeah, is it's, has just yeah, overshadowed whatever it, your it memory has. is, and um, that's a real shame because I know that people of my vintage remember this, and this was. This was in this weird time in the 80s where there was a huge, like, huge part of corporate America that was saying, like, you know, rap is just a trend. You even hear legitimate raps from that era saying, you said this was just a trend, but mm -hmm. it's clearly not. And and there were some corporations that recognized very early that this was way more than a trend, or even if it was a trend, they wanted to be in on it. And Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles and Handy Snacks were two really memorable ones from back then, because Handy Snacks had a rap too. Well, there is your professional radio transition. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is the one that you're looking at, because this seems like it might be a little bit after yeah, your childhood. Yeah, I had a hard time finding okay, this one too. Okay, so did you see this one that I grabbed here? Because I was going to say, I don't know if this classifies as rap. This Let's is from 1989. Oh, this would be a Everybody's got a way of moving out and making tracks. For the best is having fun, making tracks. I, that's not rap. That's not. I was going to call you out on the carpet on that. Yeah, no, Wait, it's that's not, not rap. I think uh, this is one of those things. <laughs> what? I put the link in there hoping, okay, if I go back to this link, maybe there will be the real thing will be recommended. Someone will have found it. But so right. far, it, they either haven't or it just hasn't risen to the level on YouTube. But the Handy Snacks rap was H A N D. I like Handy Snacks. Handy Snacks. <laughs> Does this ring a bell at all? No. You guys are too young. And then no. there was a little, you know, cheesy, pleasy Handy Snacks. There's so much fun and blah 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 no. and h-a-n-d i like handy snacks handy snacks and we would do this there's another thing we would do on the bus for hours because we all watched <laughs> a shit ton of tv and we uh, all actually loved these things the this insane like yeah <laughs> this insane like like kind of like cheese whiz stuff you scrape it out with the orange plastic stick and spread it on a. Saltine. Yeah, I remember the product. Yeah, right. And so it was a whole it was a whole wrap about handy snacks, and it's like lost to history. So hopefully, someone in the ad yep. council can get their mitts on this because yes. I need to hear it again. Yeah, even though I can perform it almost perfectly. <laughs> Come on, ad council, step up. What have yeah. you done for us lately, <laughs> other than producing our rap. shows? Come on. Um, okay, well, only one more here, and then we got to get right. to that ad council. Yes, um, but. You just had a note in here without a link that said something about um, leave, wait for the beep rap. And so oh, I yeah. think 
yeah. I remember this commercial as well. So, and I was watching this today, thinking, how do you explain this to younger generations? I don't even. Nobody's be, home. Your, yeah, the the kids, your, you know, your son's age. Who? What is he? Uh, ten. Seven and seven a half. Seven and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, old soul though comes off as ten. Yeah. Um, like, how would you ever explain, like, back in the day, phones weren't mobile, they were right. attached to walls, you had answering yeah. machines, not mm-hmm. unlike voicemail, but we also had these things called cassette tapes, that's and that's right. how answer machines worked, <laughs> and people, for their outgoing message, would buy cassette tapes with funny little jingles that's on right. them, so the people leaving the message would get a laugh out of them, and I saw this commercial so much as a kid, and in this, one of the outgoing messages you'll hear mm-hmm. is a rap, but that's as you right. say, some, some of them are Beethoven's Fifth, nobody's. Oh. <laughs> hey, how are you? Sorry that I'm not at home. But when I get the message on my telephone, you'll be the first one on my list. Crazy Calls, a tape of seven different songs and funny recordings for answering machines. I am very sorry that I'm not at home to take your call. Only $14.95. When I will get right back to you. Give someone the gift of gab for their answering machine. Pulling a friend. What you've actually done is bought a one-way ticket to the answering machine. So. <laughs> Nobody's home. Nobody's home. There we go. I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. But I'll be back before too long. Gotta Crazy Calls, a tape of seven different songs and funny recordings for only $14.95. Wait for the beat. <laughs> I heard that so much and I found somebody uploaded just that um, answer machine message. So oh, this good. is outside the commercial. You can hear the whole thing. Oh, good. Ignore the visuals here. I'm okay. saying to the people in the room because right. for some reason somebody decided to use mostly the visuals from uh, the Beck two turntables and a microphone video with some Mystery <laughs> 3000. That's great. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 mixed in, but okay. uh, this should just be the outgoing message. All right. I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. But I'll be back before too long. You gotta seek your stuff and your number too. And this is all you've got to do. Wait for the beat. You gotta leave your name. You gotta leave your number. Wait for the beat. You gotta leave it at the beat. Now, do you uh, think that that's the original, or do you think that somebody remade that song? It I think like that's the voice. original. Yeah. It I, sounds like it. it. Boy, if, you, if someone went to the trouble to remake that, and that's and it sounds exactly like the original, it's got to be oh that. That's God. so wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Somebody should like play that at a concert that was a little cover bumper yeah. like between. Songs. That would be a good sound check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want to check in with the ad council here. Anything else that because I kind of I took your list and then I did a lot of blabbing about it myself. Anything we didn't get in that you definitely need to get out there? No, I just I, I'm just really glad you guys do this show because I think that and this might be why you guys developed this show. But did you see that commercial? Is something people say yeah. all the time. They're yeah. always talking about it, always describing commercials to each other. And I used to perform commercials for my friends <laughs> on the playground when I was a kid because I watched so much TV. So that's why I couldn't resist like singing and rapping along with some of these. So I just, I love it. And I hope I'm that st- anyone listening to this remembers any of these. I'm still fascinated by commercials. And that is why we yeah. do the show. And even in this era when everybody is getting on-demand media and you can always sort of find your way past commercials and whether you're DVRing and just skipping them or you're looking at content that maybe shows one commercial but nobody sits people rarely sit through like that block of commercials unless it's you know live sports or something yeah but 
regardless of how much it's changed, A, content has to be monetized. So yeah. there's always going to be advertising. So there's always something that's happening in the commercial space, whether it's like now it's a YouTube video or now it's a, a commercial that you see 50 times when you watch your you know Hulu show or whatever. But I, I'm fascinated by the creativity that goes into this other, you know, seemingly disposable art form, but there's so much thought and effort and creativity and sometimes even artistry that goes into it. So I, I never get bored with our topic. No. Yeah. There, and there'll always be more because you can either just like go farther and farther and farther back, yeah. you know, or just keep up with all the new stuff that's coming out. It's crazy. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And um, I just, you know, it makes me want to go back to that little um, nine year old who was, singing commercials on the playground and, mm-hmm. and give her a hug because <laughs> it was my favorite thing to do and i always thought maybe i would even make commercials or something so um who knows maybe that'll be my next act you just never know <laughs> i know i said this a million times boy we'd really love to have you back on then because then the bosses at npr wouldn't care and also you'd be an expert um i know i've told this a million times so i gotta tell it again i had a video cassette tape of I didn't even understand what pilots were back oh, then, yeah. but it was the pilot of Quantum Leap. Whoa! And it was on TV. <laughs> I think it was a two-hour special. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think when I was a kid, I thought it was a movie called Quantum Leap, and I didn't realize it was like the first and it would become a series. And I had a copy of this on VHS, and it lived in uh, my family's van. We had this conversion mm-hmm. van that we shared with my uncle and his family, and we would mm-hmm. take long road trips down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And once a year, we'd all get in the van, me and my immediate family, me and my sister and my parents, and uh, we were spoiled, so we had a VCR tape <gasps> in the van, Whoa. or a VCR player in the van, so my parents would be I would be say you were spoiled in that you had the tape player. You were not spoiled in that you had two or three videos that you could somehow play. Right, <gasps> and also, we weren't spoiled because we didn't fly. I mean, that was the yeah. thing. I think other kids might have been flying to vacation, like, certainly sure. in 2017. Yeah. In 1986, yes. I don't know. Yeah. But there were long road trips from Cleveland all the way down to Florida, several wow. days, and uh, my sister and I would be in the back watching this tiny little TV about wow, the size yeah. of our, you know, like... Those were cool. Two smartphones put together, yes. right? Yes. And we had this tape of uh, Quantum Leap. Um. And... I remember watching that as kind of an annual thing. And then, you know, God, that, that tape is long gone. Mm-hmm. Sure, once I got into high school years and I started taping over everything, I'm just probably taped an MTV spring break over it or something <laughs> in 1993. But, um, I mean, you know, it's Daisy Fuentes. What are you yeah. going to do? <laughs> right. um, but uh, Vs and I went back and watched the pilot episode of Quantum Leap several years ago. And I was mm. kind of excited. I'm like, I'll bet this is going to bring back so many memories. I'm, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I sort of remembered some key plot elements, but I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I thought I was going to because yeah. it didn't have the commercials. I yeah. would kill for oh. that tape right now so I could watch that with the commercials and fast yeah. forward through the quantum leap. That's right. Yeah, the quantum Sorry, leap Bacula. does not hold up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, yeah, I think there's something really special about commercials. And I think it's, I love the fact that a lot of people have found their old VHS tapes and are converting them onto yeah. YouTube, but so much has been lost, oh, especially yeah. a lot of local stuff just yeah. gone, gone for forever yeah all right uh let's check in with the ad council everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind thieves what do we got 
Well, the first uh, piece of feedback is from listener Tracy, and she writes, I know you guys have been talking a lot about ads that take a famous song and change the words around. The mo- the one that we really um, kind of got stuck on was this pretty bad rewrite of Cats in the Cradle, oh which God. changed... Phyllis, they, they took the lyrics of Cats in the Cradle, re-recorded it with different lyrics that are more like, Hey, I'm a millennial. I'm a I'm a modern dad, and I care about my kids. So there's lyrics in it like, <laughs> "I take care of my kids." It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, and the dad, thanks for canceling your meeting, dad, <laughs> and coming to my here. baseball game. Do you remember no. what the commercial that is for, or what I product that's for? Okay, uh, but so so we've been sort of thinking about this, and we we didn't like that one. I, opinions differed in the ad council, but I think it's such a terrible rewrite. Was it the Meritrade? I think it's TD Ameritrade. Can I just play yeah, a little just bit? Just go ahead and play it for Phyllis. Oh, I can't no. not. My child arrived just the other day. I came to the world in a usual way. But there were planes to catch and bills to pay. So I moved my meat in some way. No. Talking for a new it. No, come on, man. Get out of here. Plus, there were planes to catch yeah. and meetings to have, but I canceled them all because I'm a good dad. <laughs> yeah. And that, oh, my just God. Just a layer of weirdness. Like, that's clearly a brother singing, right? And it's white people in the commercial. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. It's really right. strange. Yeah. Like, what is that? I'm the brother narrating your life. <laughs> we can't be on screen because it sends a different idea. Yeah. Um, so this, what do we have here? So this is from Tracy, um, and she says that that made that that discussion made her think of this ad that she's been seeing a lot uh, during games of Game of Thrones season. She does not watch Game of Thrones. Obviously, mm. it's an HBO show, so no commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, so she hides in the bedroom and watches old episodes of Law and Order: Criminal Intent on Sunday nights while <laughs> her boyfriend gets his weekly dose of dragon. So that obviously comes with you know some commercial content. So although I am a big uh, Thrones fan, Tracy, I really admire and appreciate you're just you're like that's not what I'm going to be doing. So I will be watching some Law and Order. <laughs> right. Um, that's the one with D'Onofrio though, where he like. Uh, criminal intense to when we're like D'Onofrio just like magically knows what's happening in the brain of the criminal yeah <laughs> he's always yelling at everybody about it <laughs> but uh, so I, I really like this ad that she sent us this is um, it's kind of a long one so it's, I think it's a minute long it's for Avon which is like the cosmetics company that's kind of like one of those multi-level marketing companies where you know you sell you have parties and you sell to friends oh a- yeah right like Tupperware and what uh, uh, Herbal Life is the oh, modern one yeah. that's real and sleazy I, and I'm going to oh, talk okay. about M- market multi-level marketing uh, companies in a minute here. I do want to say that Avon is not the worst offender. There are some where the the it, it's such a pyramid scheme and you're like you're supposed to, you because what you do is you recruit other people to be distributors and the mm-hmm. further and further down, the further m- more generations, like if I recruit you, Phyllis, and mm-hmm. then you, Phyllis, recruit two more people, mm-hmm. I get some of those two people. Right. So it's like it's this, it's this pyramid level kind of thing Mm -hmm. i think avon certainly they've been around forever they are much more established as a company and i think you only get like three levels of kickbacks Ah. so it's a little bit better but anyway this is a a commercial that they did um that advertises this idea of being your own boss and quitting quitting your nine to five corporate boring job whatever it is and becoming your own boss, and it does it to the lyrics or to the tune of I Will Survive. Okay, ah. let's take a listen. <laughs> I used to file data, I was zombified. I spent all my sunny days under fluorescent lights. But then I took back my life, 
I thought I was going to dislike that. I that one it's video is very uh-huh. charming, isn't it? The the visuals are really beautiful as well. Um, it's mostly women. The the star of it is um, an African American woman, and most of the people that she's kind of doing these dances with, like there's a lot of dancing and uh, kind of like really. Uh, Great colors and, great and visuals, use of color, very and bright, mostly, that mostly women me, of yeah. color. You see her kids uh, like throw it; they're like throwing money up in the air because mm-hmm. she's been so successful. <laughs> so I think it's interesting. Like whatever reservations you know I might have about MLMs, broadly speaking, I think Avon did a nice job with this commercial. But Phyllis, I especially wanted to ask you about it because mm-hmm. it's clear they're really targeting a demographic. Yeah, yeah, because also her customers in there are black women, and um, there I saw a little bit of a hint uh, of uh, um, of a like a Beyonce homage in there too, with like formation type thing, mm-hmm. um, where they're, I they're kind of I think Taylor Swift came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tay Tay. <laughs> actually. Yeah, well actually, um yeah, um yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I mean, and it is it is a fun spin on the narrative of like, you know, um you know, I mean, almost any office you work in, you're going to be working under white people for the most part. And then and they their little tagline at the end of that commercial was this is boss life, which is also mm-hmm. kind of a like an homage to to um kind of black slang, of, sure. you know, like a boss or whatever. And um being a boss chick and and even her hairstyle changes i noticed she has that kind of um like office life press and then she she has kind of more spins on like natural hairstyles as she's doing her boss lady thing um you know and her wardrobe is more exciting i mean she had a nice office suit but then she had kind of the more like different patterns and stuff like that and it's mm-hmm. definitely that um it's kind of a, a corporate uh take on on a freedom narrative yes you it's, know? I mean, it's total empowerment right yeah and, yeah and it's a lot of like kind of girl power, woman power kind yeah, of. Yeah, and like for us bias kind of thing because yeah. I mean it's it's Avon, but she's the boss and she's selling and, and you know, makeup and hair products are super personal, especially to black women, because most of what's marketed out there is not for us. You yeah. know, we have to go to separate sections of the store to find things that match our skin tones. Um, you know, even those of us who are very light skinned have to do that. Um you want to find that special section of hair care. And if part of their tacit message here is like Avon has things for black women, I have to say, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that, you know, maybe they might have a a foundation or a hair product or something that would, you know, like that would work for black women. I had no idea. So if that's the case, then yeah, I can, I totally, I totally get that. I think it's really effective for all those reasons. And it is very, um, it is tacit uh, in the way that it's, pitched at black women but uh but the visuals are really fun and well choreographed and Mm -hmm. well produced and they there's not a it's not they don't hit that point super obviously but you just it's the takeaway like uh, these are black women using these products yeah and like i i don't know that um i it's like it's funny because i don't i don't really know enough about avon to know like do black women think of it not only as a product for them but as a career like like I don't I don't think I think every woman I've met who sold Avon has been white. Um, well, and, this has a feeling of a pivot for them. Yeah, yeah that, like and, I wonder if they if they've never 
if they've never thought of it before or never tried it before. Like, I think that's interesting. It's interesting also that it comes up during the kind of era of the quote-unquote gig economy, right? Yeah, like right. this idea of be your own boss. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, and there's clearly some real problems with that mm-hmm. quote-unquote gig economy. But yes. when you putting this in the context of you have Uber and Lyft going out there saying be your own boss and now Avon, which has been around forever. My, yeah. I, was an, I was an Avon slash Tupperware family. I mean, I was a kid. I didn't take mm-hmm. part in it, but my mom did some sort of Avon stuff. And huh. she did did of, she do Avon parties or, yeah, or well, Tupperware she de- parties? I mean, definitely did Tupperware parties and I'm pretty sure did Avon. She had a lot of Avon stuff, so I don't know if she just bought from her friends or if she had Avon parties. I, my memory is that she did both. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what was going on there. Um, they also had something called Key Parties, which I don't know. Was that for Key Bang? <laughs> yes. it's, for, it's, it was for, it's for like when you, you know, how you have, everyone has like grownups have a lot of keys on yeah, their keys. Yeah. And so they need to just like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm done more, with this key. Uh, yeah. So like, I, just, like you know, how do they, key. where do they get all those keys? Need at a key, key party. Need a key, take a key, have a key, leave a key. Exactly. Is what, uh, <clears throat> anyway, we'll cut all that out. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the other thing, and this is off topic and the most obvious thing I could say, but I remember coming to an age when somebody was kind of like, yeah, think about the color of Band-Aids. Yeah, yeah. dude, for real. Like, yeah. I mean, no, I know that that's super, super, super obvious, but like <laughs> yeah. that to me, like I was an adolescent or something and somebody yeah. brought that up and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or yeah. nude colored uh, pantyhose, which or I don't know. Yeah. Right. flesh colored crayons. Flesh yeah. I mean, the, 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 the yeah. examples yeah. are Legion and probably many that are still invisible to you and me, Andrew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just one more thing on that multi-level marketing thing. John Oliver had a really memorable 30 minutes that he did on on MLMs and basically he's amazing. He, he specifically took Herbal Life, which is one of the worst offenders to task, but there are a number of them if like I don't know about you, but I have uh, a friend on Facebook who got into the Rodan and Fields. Oh no. Uh yeah, and it's like that's it. That's that's her that's whole what, that, Facebook. What, is, what yeah. is that? Is that that's like a health, cosmetic fa- cosmetic kind of like skincare sure, line. Yeah, I guess okay. more than more than cosmetics. It's more like you don't need makeup because your skin's so amazing right. now. Right. Uh, I just wanted to play like a real quick clip from that um very long John Oliver piece, which I'll post to the Facebook page, um, that kind of sums up his takeaway. Wow. So it seems some distributors may have been more customer than salesperson. That's like finding out Jamie Lee Curtis was actually the one eating all the Activia. I eat 146 containers a day and I shit like a machine gun. (laughs) And and Mary Kay and Herbalife will tell you that stockpiling is uncommon and you can return unsold products for a refund. But you should know those refunds can be partial or may involve resigning. The point is, MLMs may present themselves as a great opportunity, but your chance of success is actually remote. He says MLMs there at the end, multi-level yes. mm. marketing. Every mm-hmm. time I heard it, I thought he was saying M&Ms, which <laughs> made me think I really missed something important in the first part of his uh, spiel. Um, I got to go watch it. Like, John Oliver is one of those shows where... It's a good segment. It is so good. And I'm always like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it. But then because it's all of one topic usually and it is dense and yeah. funny and brilliant but you got to sit down and be ready to prepare be prepared to watch the whole thing and then i mm-hmm. never do it which is a real shame i think that a lot of people are that way well anyway tracy thank you so much that yeah. was um super interesting and also just really fun to watch mm-hmm. uh, all right since we this was kind of a long one i know i know we we uh we did a lot of commercials so i will just limit my ad counsel to this one final voicemail this is from listener Kristen. um sh- this is something i 
I know I have heard this before, and I can't remember if we've talked about it on the show before, but it's so delightful to hear a listener sing it. So Yeah, you, you know what? Do you if you wanna be on after these messages, <laughs> just sing. Yeah. You can sing anything. It doesn't we even love have to do it. with commercials. I, I'm helpless. If you're singing on the voicemail, I'm gonna play it. The yeah. phone number, by the way, is 607-444-5597. Again, 607-444-5597. And you say this is from Kristen, right, Vives? Yeah. Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. This is Kristen calling from Kansas City, and I was just listening to episode 94, and you were talking about PSAs, and then did an email about jingles, and I could not resist calling in with my favorite PSA jingle, question mark? Um, maybe more of a song than a jingle, really. That sounds exactly like me talking to my phone. You've noticed <laughs> that whenever I send a text message, you know, I'm doing it voice to text, yeah. and you have to say the punctuation. I don't know if you do this, Phyllis, but like I'm sick of <laughs> typing things out on my phone. I've, mm-hmm. I've got better things to do, right? I'm an important man. So whenever I send a text message, like to you, I'm sure I text mm-hmm. you all the time. Mm-hmm. It'll be like this. Hey, Phyllis, comma, you still coming over at four, question mark? It's okay if you're going to be a little bit late, period. Really looking forward to the show, exclamation point, exclamation point. That is me talking. Veeves, you've been hearing me yes. all the time. Doing. So anyway, uh, I'm glad I interrupted the show for that. Here, back to Kristen. PSA jingle, question mark? Um, maybe more of a song than a jingle, really. But there was a mess PSA, or I guess an anti-mess, PSA. It's um, hard to tell, actually, that... if it's really anti-mask. <laughs> <laughs> I know this rings Full such a disclosure. bell. Like, our, my brain is so bad. I feel like we had talked about this. I think we may have. We talked about a different meth ad very recently. I don't know if this is the same one, but anyway, back to Kristen. It was prevalent on TV, at least here in the Midwest, and um, the song became kind of a cult classic in my drama kid friend group, um, so I'd like to sing that for you now, but please do not be thinking that I have a good singing voice because I was a drama kid, because I do not. But here it goes. I don't eat and I don't sleep, but I got the cleanest house on the street. I'm in. Hey. Where do I get, where, where do I get, where do I get that shit? That sounds good. Yeah, you're thin and you've got a beautiful sleep, clean house. Sleep, but I got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, mess. Oh, mess. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, mess. Ooh, mess. Um, okay, I, no power out. Sorry. Oh. Bye. oh, my God. I just God. want to say, so I want us to play the original one here. Kristen nailed it. Okay. Wow. So if anybody's kind of like, oh, it couldn't have been that. It was that. It was exactly that. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm, we did play I this. don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Okay, Whoa. I gotta say, when you the pair visu- that up with the visuals, the visuals are very upsetting. They're yeah. doing, they're doing juxtaposition because mm-hmm. it sounds like she's being like really, uh, you know, get her done, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the images of somebody who's totally tweaking out, just going around, and who goes her t- from being like kind of normal looking to like having scabs on her face. She's yeah. scratching herself, and she's got a little toothbrush, and she's scrubbing everything in her bathroom with a toothbrush because she's like, she's just. 
well, she's trying to get it clean like yeah. I would, but she's also dealing with some other things as well. Yeah, that I, it's less funny with the visuals, clearly. I mean, I think they knew what they were doing, right? They were yeah. trying to juxtapose. No, it's, it's, yeah. But it's, it's an interesting approach. Yeah, uh, It's definitely memorable. So, yeah, I, I do think uh, we've maybe played that before for another PSA-related show, but I loved having Kristen Collins. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and also shout out to Kristen because – her ability to do that demonstrates something about it that's effective, yeah. which is that's exactly the kind of thing I would have been singing on the bus right. in middle school mm-hmm. to make fun of people who are tweaked out, which is mean, but it's a way to get middle schoolers against that that's specific interesting. thing. Yeah. Like you're making fun of this lady who's all cracked out and scrubbing things with a toothbrush when I, that's not something a normal person would do. I would wager that Kristen has never tried meth. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that bet. The one song that I remember from my youth, and I know I've sung it before on the show, but I mean, I will know this until the day I die. And I don't remember any, like, I don't know what we did yesterday, Veeves. <laughs> I don't remember, but I do remember Pink Two Wheeler, please, for this Toys R Us kid. Aww. If only I could have it, there'd be so much I could do. Go shopping for mom, mail letters for dad. A paper route would be so cool. I'll follow every traffic rule. And then a big race. I'll bet I could win. And then the kid wakes up, comes down. There's a bike under the Christmas tree. Oh, wow, I'll learn to ride it. Aww. As soon as mom and dad show me how. Oh, no, that's No cute. rhyme there at the end, Vs, yep. either. But oh I remember God. it. Like, that was just in constant play around Christmas. I don't know if it was multiple Aww. Christmases or one. Toys R Us but... was a real pioneer in blank verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Now I have to sing mine. Do, Do you remember it? this yeah. one? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. From bikes and trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz, I don't want to grow up. Because baby, if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. More games, more toys. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. I could not sing that along with you, but I um, I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that very well. Mm-hmm. Okay, Veeves, you're on the spot. Last one, then we're going to get out of here. Oh, no. Sing a jingle that you remember, and it had to, it has to be from your youth. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's kind of hard when you blank slate it. I know. I'm yeah. kind of forcing I'm gonna it have on to, you. I'm going to have to come back next week. Okay. Just then sing the Dr. Doctor song. No. Nope. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. I have a, I have a um, request. Before we say goodbye, we always go out with the... Um, the uh, Das Races song, You Can Sell Anything. But oh, because yeah. we're talking about being a boss today, can I play my favorite song about being a boss or needing a boss? Yes. This is Need a Boss by Sharifa. Okay. Vives, do you sign off on that sure. as co-host of this show? <laughs> yes. An executive producer? All right. This is our outro music today. God, I love this song. We're probably going to play a lot of it. <laughs> you know this song? No. Oh, it's a jam. I love this oh. song. Let's just add people to the list of people who are going to sue us. Bring that back. Sharifa, where you at, baby? Let's go. Need somebody that's real gangster. Toy soldier, a real gangster. Holding me down like the anchor. I need a pappy. Somebody I call daddy. Hustler. Any hood, he's a bossa. Rapper. Under the rugs, he's got sacks. Never see movies. Don't like the actors. God, I love this song so much. This song on uh, Spotify has over a million 
hits. Wow. Her next one down, Sharifa, <laughs> 86,000. No, Which, don't get me wrong, I don't have 86,000 hits on anything except for some rounding errors and some TBTLs. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we got a note from somebody uh, at APM the other day that said, these are kind of what your numbers look like, but you do have a couple of shows that are just randomly in the 40,000s. We're going to assume that that's an error. I'm like, don't uh, assume shit. Yeah, I earned right. every one of those. Just like yeah. some random Wednesday show has oh. 40,000. Anyway, oh, yeah. Phyllis... The Fletch Fletcher. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. This is so much fun. Seriously, we are so we are so lucky that that you wanted to come on our show and that we got you before it was too late. Thank you for bringing all this amazing content. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it so much, and it's just it's it's a blast. And congratulations on the new job when you start. September 18th. And then I know that you can't come on the show after that, but then do we, like, are you too important for us? Like on a friend way? Like what, where, where are we relationship wise? We good? Dude, yeah, we have to, we have to step it up since I won't see you for other reasons. That's right. I have to step well, it up. Well, Phyllis, yeah. ca- they can't stop you from joining the Facebook group. And no, yes. listener, no one can stop you from joining the Facebook group. It's after these messages show on Facebook. Um, please do answer the couple of questions. I've had a couple of people try to join lately, and I don't get if I don't get the questions answered, I have to assume you are a robot. Um, you can also email <laughs> us at after these messages show at gmail, and you can call us at 607 444 All right, everybody, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Assets, no liabilities. Now to infinity. Grown women be filling me, and they ain't got.